This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Welcome back, everybody, to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of Baltimore Post Game Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan, with my guy Cordell Woodland of Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter on 105.7 The Fan. And today, on Friday, we decided to give you a guest. We have the famous Ken McCusick at Film Study Ravens joining us today to talk about Ravens Bengals in this matchup that we are all anticipating on, or maybe not. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us, Ken. We truly appreciate having your your expertise and presence here with us on this Friday. Rita Cordell, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Let's start with the Ravens defense. We saw them get pushed around. I used the term like a rag doll on Sunday night against the Steelers. And it was something that we hadn't really seen before. Um, a lot of the, the linebackers had struggled to shed their blocks. Um, you know, the Steelers really had their way against the Ravens uh, of front seven on either side. It really didn't matter. They they just chose a side and they went that way and they were successful in that way. And so we started hearing conversations about, is this the blueprint to beat the Ravens? Is this the way to attack the, their, their run defense, which has been very, very well this year? So you play the Bengals, who obviously they're a very balanced team. They We talk about their passing game, but they run the ball very well too. Joe Mixon is one of the best in the National Football League. So do you think that the Bengals personnel has the opportunity to continue the trend of what we saw last week against the Steelers? I think it's possible if that's the, the way they decide to win. I don't think it's the most efficient way to beat the Ravens defensively. And I mean, the Steelers barely got it done in the last minute of the game, despite the offense falling flat. So I don't think the Bengals want to really take it to, you know, take it to the last minute of the game with it, with it being undecided. Uh, I think they'll, they'll pass the ball. I think they'll get it out of their hands quickly, get it out of Burrow's hands quickly. He's the second quickest to release in the National Football League. Uh, gets the ball to the outside. The first matchup, that was pretty much what they did offensively, was throw a lot of wide receiver screens to the outside. So I think we'll see a lot of that. Um, we'll see some run mixed in because that's who the Bengals are. And they have a couple guys who run the ball pretty effectively and in, in, uh, mix it in prime. So we'll see uh, how, they, how they mix those up. You mentioned the quickest release, and I feel like that that's been the, an Achilles heel for this Ravens passing defense. Um, I, I feel like a, a lot of what the Jaguars did and that win, you know, that yes. they, their comeback win was quick releases. And so I, I, this is a problem that, that 
the Ravens just simply have not been able to fix yet. So you're basically saying that you don't think from a running perspective they're going to do the same thing, but the issue is the quick releases, the quick screens, and and those types of situations is what the, we should be concerned about. Yeah, they have a lot of good yak receivers for the position they play. So they throw some wide receiver screens. They play a lot of slants, a lot of little quick hitches and whatnot that, that are not uh, deep routes. Uh, they also can go deep, and and so you gotta you gotta respect that. Um, but they they throw a lot of a lot of short passes, and that's uh, a lot of Burrow's accurate area, and uh, that's where his accuracy can really hurt you. It also takes the Ravens' pass rush out of the game to have these ball out quick situations, which is I think something they would like to do. Ravens are great second chance pass rush team. Very few in the very little in the way of immediate winners. Uh, but they do a great job of getting one guy to the quarterback and then the next guy takes care of business and cleans up. So I, 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 that's something the Bengals probably want to avoid. The Bengals uh, have had only 10 sacks against them in the last seven weeks now. Wow. So they cleaned up a lot of their uh, problems with getting sacked. Yeah, I mean, the Cincinnati, you know, they present so many different problems because of their elite personnel, arguably the best receiving core in football, you've got Joe Mixon, who is an elite talent in the league, not necessarily having the year that he had last year individually, uh, at least. But I think a lot of that is because, A, he's missed a little bit of time this year. And Samaj P. Ron has been a little bit more of a focal point in this offense than he has been in years past, especially in the red zone passing game. That's that's one thing that they're going to have to worry about. Uh, as far as having to cover the entire field once they get into the red zone, because obviously we know what they have at receiver, but Piron has really kind of been a menace out of the backfield uh, in some of these short yardage passing games. So uh, that concerns me a little bit. And really just the fact that last time they faced these guys, T Higgins was basically not in this game. He That's had right. came to the game hurt. He barely played that night. So they kind of had the benefit of playing against a, a Bengals team that was still trying to wake up. It seemed like from, you know, that little bit of a Super Bowl hangover or whatever you want to call it. They didn't start the year off sharp, but as of late, they look like potentially the best team in football, depending on, you know, which, how you look at them. So uh, I, they concern, uh, Ken, you're right. They, the Ravens have not been great as of late, especially as far as getting to the quarterback initially, but they are really good at, if you're going to hold the ball or try to move around in the pocket, one guy will set up the next guy to get the cleanup sack. I just wonder if they'll be able to force uh, Joe Burrow to kind of hold the ball long enough to where they have enough time to get to him because they've got guys that can win on the outside, even at the slot. Tyler Boyd has been spectacular this year. I'm, I'm a little worried about hit that matchup inside between him, potentially Kyle Hamilton, uh, or whoever the Ravens decide to put on him in that nickel spot. I've loved Kyle Hamilton being more of a blitzer these last couple of weeks, but having to be potentially put into coverage a lot more this week against Tyler Boyd on the inside scares me a little bit. Yeah, that, that is a, it is a problem right now. And, and Hamilton had been so good for so long in this slot role. Uh, it's really only the last couple of weeks against Pittsburgh in, in particular that they exposed him a little bit. I think I saw a PFF grade on Hamilton. It was pretty bad this week, but I thought that 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 was probably they marked him down a little heavily for what happened. First of all, he didn't hold um, on the play where he got beaten for a 28 yard throw. And then 
that throw, there's nobody who could defend it. I don't care if you have the honey badger there in the slot or, or you know, Lardarius Webb in his prime. That ball can't be defensed. It was just thrown too well uh, in terms of, of where it was spotted. It, it, scouts and, and coaches often say there's no defense for the per- perfect pass. So don't try and do that. You know, don't try and, and, and put yourself in that position. And I thought that Hamilton, uh, you know, has been exactly what the Ravens have needed here for the last uh, eight weeks or so, however long he's been playing slot and in, in, uh, in, in, uh, taking that position over the Ravens. He's, he's given them a lot of varied uh, skills that they can really use. You mentioned the pass rushing. He's been a good run defender, been a really good downhill tackler. He's been one of the Ravens' surest tacklers over that period. So uh, he's given the Ravens an awful lot. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And I'm glad you One mentioned that. Thing- uh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to say I'm, sorry, glad, go ahead, glad, he, I'm glad he mentioned that because to, to start the year, it was a little rough for oh, Hamilton. Yeah. And, and nobody was really shy about letting it be known yeah. that it was taking him uh, some time to, to get up to speed, myself included. But I also was one of the ones that, you know, being out there at training camp and stuff, you could see the potential with him. It just wasn't always translating onto the field for game day. So I am glad that it's looking like he's, he's starting to get comfortable. They're able to kind of use him as one of their chess pieces on defense, which is what I think that they drafted him with the mindset to do is to kind of play this positionless defense, so to speak. And he was a big part of that. So I think that they're really just starting to scratch the surface on some of the things that they can do with him the more comfortable he gets obviously the more they'll be able to do with him the the nature of 11 personnel in the nfl right now i just want to address positionless defense for a second because whenever i hear it kind of like fingernails on a chalkboard to me <laughs> you, you, you there is there is some of that to be done if you have an outside linebacker who can cover great he can, he can give you a whole bunch of flexibility in your pass rush and do some positive things Acting like a slot corner is really a positionless position is a huge mistake because it's it's a position that requires coverage in the NFL. The, yep. the 11 personnel is said to force the nickel. What forces the nickel because a third wide receiver on the field forces you to have a third cornerback on the field to cover that slot receiver. So you can't really go without that position. You can you can you can try and play. Uh, you know, if you have Derwin James, you can move him at, to linebacker. You can have him rush the passer, and you can drop him to free safety. You can drop him to strong safety. But if you tra- if if you're if you if he's your primary slot corner, he's got primary responsibilities that are so large you can't pretend like they can be positionless. So that's that's one of the things that bothers me about it. And you'll hear you'll hear all kinds of coordinators say it, and they know it's kind of crap, but they'll still say it, and it's funny. 
Ken, one of the things that I'm concerned about is the lack of turnovers that we've seen in the last few weeks. And one of the, and we know that the Bengals at times like to give the ball. They like to turn it over. Um, I'll use the Patriots game against the Bengals for an example. The, I believe Joe Burrow had a pick six in that game, and it catapulted a potential comeback for the Patriots. They had a couple of turnovers in that game. Um, and so we haven't seen much of that in the last few weeks, something that the Ravens was really strong in at one point, top five in the turnover ratio and say, and so I am concerned that if you don't, okay, you, you're not really going to be able to rush the passer in this situation because number one, you haven't really been doing great at that. Like you mentioned an initial rush, and he gets the ball out fast. But then also, if you haven't turned the ball, or if you're not creating turnovers, excuse me, um, how does that bold here in, in, in this situation? To me, it sounds like a double whammy. No pass rush, no turnovers. I, I mean, the Ravens have, have that issue on both sides of the ball. They're giving the ball away more now with Huntley. Yeah. Huntley doesn't take very good care of the yes. football as both a ball carrier or a, or a, a passer. And then on the defensive side, you know, the biggest thing to getting turnovers is getting leads. And it, if you have the lead by 10 or 15 or 20 points, then you're in good shape to, to generate turnovers by forcing the offense to do what they have to do in that situation, which is trade uh, the risk of turnover for the prospect of yards. And so you, you, you know, that's, that's your best way. Harbaugh had a, had a comment about it a few years ago after the 2015 season when they had a really bad turnover year. And he said that, you know, the, the thing we need to do is, is the offense needs to contribute that too by getting us leads. If they get the defense leads, the defense will have a good chance to, to make turnovers. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, uh, obviously the Ravens, that's a big part of their defense right now. You know, they're not necessarily the best when it comes to yardage, but they do really good as far as turnover differential. I think they are still uh, top three top three or four in the league right now. Um, so, uh that in itself is still there. The capabilities of being able to force turnovers are still there. They're just not doing it at the rate that they have been doing it for majority of the year. Same with the sacks. I mean, the sacks have obviously gone down these last couple yeah. of weeks in large part, I think, to Justin Houston kind of wearing down or getting tired or whatever you want to call it. He's, he's played a ton of snaps throughout the course of this year. He's been relied on to kind of be the main guy as far as the sacks are concerned on this team. And it yeah. was inevitable, I think, for it to kind of come crashing back down to earth. I will say with Lyle Collins being out for the Bengals, it kind of does give, you know, yeah. open the door for the pass rush to kind of wake up a little bit in this one. And it's going to have to, because they can't allow Joe Burrow to sit back there and feel comfortable. Now, Rita, you did bring up the new England game. The one thing that I will say that they can have going in their favor is the, what these last two games for Cincinnati, the the Patriots game and the, the Bucks game, they have had at least one half in both of those games where they were held scoreless. You know, so this has kind of been an, a, a team that has been a, a little off and on these last couple of games. And I still think they're the, the team that can explode at any moment, can score almost at will, so to speak. But they've shown as of late that they have those moments where they will disappear a little bit. Now, can the Ravens take advantage of that and score some points themselves? That remains to be seen, but they will give you an opportunity uh, to be in this game, especially with it being a division game. You, you really never know what can happen. You always have a shot 
but if, if the Bengals, as talented are, as the Bengals are, they will open the door for you to, to kind of steal this game. We'll find out on Sunday how this defense fares against this high-powered Bengals offense with or without Collins. So we'll see soon.